What's going on to all my podcast listeners, whether you're from Spotify, uh, Anchor, uh, anything in between, whether you're from this country or any other country, see Jizzle and the Wizzle bringing you an episode. And to be honest, again, I didn't think that I was going to, uh, to start one, but, uh, you know, I figured why not. So, got a few things to talk about uh, that I've got on my mind, and uh, what better way to, to to talk about it than now? So, it's been a pretty rough month. I'm not gonna lie; it's been pretty shitty. And just whenever I think that I can't handle any more, somehow. I do. I don't know. More gets piled on my plate, and I finish doing that, and more gets piled on my plate. It's like, I can never catch a break. So, anywho. I got sitting here the other night, and I was really bored. I was, I was kind of depressed. I was out of weed. Didn't have any money. Didn't have any beer. Didn't have any food. So, I'm sitting here just looking around for some weed, you know, I'm like, maybe, maybe I have some hidden in my drawer, I got a little drawer with all my smoking necessities in it and everything, and so I opened it up, and I looked in my little storage box that I have in there, looked around different places in the drawer, you know, different containers and stuff, and then, lo and behold, I end up finding a nugget, right, and I've been holding on to it for a while, it was some guy at the gas station whenever I worked there that gave it to me. And, uh, you know, I've just kind of been holding on to it because I've been buying my shit from the dispensary. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to smoke crappy weed, you know. I'll just save it for a rainy day. And I'm glad I did that because, looking back at it now, because, uh, like I said, I didn't have any weed at all. And I found this pretty good-sized bud. And it's been a lifesaver. I'm not going to lie. So so anyways, we're going to jump right into it. I'm going to jump into uh, some of the topics I wanted to talk about. <clears throat> I've been thinking about a lot of shit over the past week. Last night especially. I mean, last night I couldn't even get to fucking sleep. Or earlier today, I should say. Um, I ended up staying home from work. Long story short, I was throwing up, I had stomach cramps, indigestion, felt like complete shit, and I thought I had food poisoning, I don't know, I might have, but uh, anyways, called off work, and I had, I had messaged him, I had messaged my boss at like, like an hour before I was supposed to be there and there were three other people working that day anyway so I mean they had enough people to cover it and like I said I felt so terrible that I, I just said I'm not there is no way I'm gonna get on my bike and ride all the way the fuck to work when I'm throwing up and shit and from 10 o'clock all the way up to like 1230 my stomach was still in knots it was 
just just wasn't right, you know. And I had eaten those tacos the night before. I had gotten like four hard shell tacos from work. And I ate them the night before. That's the only thing that I ate. So it had to be those. It had to be the fucking tacos, right? So anyways, I, like I said, I messaged my boss... And about two hours later, almost three hours later, she finally gets a hold of me. Well, the other manager got a hold of me, and I told him what was going on. And then the general manager finally decides to get a hold of me. And she is like, uh, you know, well, maybe you need to go. First, she said, maybe you need to stop drinking so much or something like that. And I said, first of all, how do you know I was out drinking? I didn't have hardly any money that night. I'm not saying I wasn't drinking, but... So I asked her, I said, how do you know I was drinking? I only had like $11 to my name. And I had to save some of it for food. So I'm like, how do you know I bought beer? And even if I did buy beer, which I did, it was only two tall cans. So, it wasn't like I was sitting there drinking a fucking 12-pack or drinking liquor with it or, you know, anywho. She said, well, maybe you need to just stop drinking on days that you have to work. First of all, I drank on my night that I wasn't at work. Secondly, it's none of her business. So, and thirdly, that's not why the fuck I'm calling off. So, she says, well, maybe you need to go to the emergency room. If it's that bad, maybe you need to go to the emergency room. I said, maybe I don't. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and ride my bicycle to the emergency room and miss out on a whole day's pay. If that's the case, I'll just bring my ass into work. If I'm gonna have to ride the same distance, why not ride to work and get paid for it? You know, if I'm gonna be miserable, I might as well get paid. So, no, I'm not going to the hospital. I said I don't have insurance. And she's like it doesn't matter, they still have to take care of you. Yeah, they have to take care of you, but they don't have to do it for free. So, and I'm not getting stuck with an $8,000 medical bill again just because you want me to have a doctor's note. So, she's going on and on about, oh, policy this, and you need a doctor's note, you need a doctor's note. I told her, well, I'm not going to the hospital, so I don't know what to tell you. I guess do whatever you're going to do because I'm not going all the way to the hospital for them to tell me that I'm either A, got food poisoning, which is what I originally thought, or B, you're fine and you can go back home without making any money today. You know, it's just stupid. Just ignorant. So, so anyways, I brought up the fact that there was somebody else that works there who did a no-call, no-show, like, two days in a row. And so I use that as an example. I'm like, bro, if 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 this dude can call, do a no-call, no-show for two days in a row, why are you sitting here getting mad at me for calling off? You know, it's not like I did a no-call, no-show. I, I called ahead of time. You should be lucky that I even called you, is basically what I was what I was saying. And she was still like, you know... I don't know. Basically, she was, it sounded like she wasn't believing me. I don't know. And I don't know why, to be honest. I think she just had a wild hair up her ass and, uh, 
She had no reason not to believe me. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, I basically, I basically told her I'm not coming into work and I'm not going to the hospital. So, you know, I called off ahead of time like I'm supposed to. And, you know, I'm not coming in whenever I'm throwing up. So, I said, if you want me to come in, instead of going to the hospital, I'll do that. If that's, if that's what it takes. Oh, no, 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 don't do that. Don't come in if you're throwing up. So, I'm like, well, what the fuck, what do you want? You know, what do you want from me? You want me to get a doctor's note? I'm telling you I'm not going to get a doctor's note. And you're sitting here making a big deal about it. So, anywho, I've just been, there's been things that this job, this new job, that have just been rubbing me wrong for a little bit. The way that people act, and the way that everybody holds themselves around there. I don't see myself lasting very long, I can tell you. I really don't. You know, if I get one day where I'm sick, and I have to call off, I better be able to take that day off. Because if not, there's going to be some major consequences. I'll go and find another fucking job that will let me have a day off. So, anywho, uh, which that's probably what's going to happen eventually anyways. Whenever I do finally find a job, I am in the progress of looking for one, but it's going to take a little bit of time. So, they should be buttering me up like a turkey right now to keep me interested because as soon as I get the first opportunity to jump on a train, I'm fucking gone. So, on to the next job. Because, like I said, everybody around there, they don't want to fucking work. They want to sit there and whine and cry and beg and plead for it's time to go home. They want to bitch and whine how the customers are still coming. That's, that's your job, you know what I'm saying? If there weren't customers coming, then we wouldn't be getting paid. So, and I'm just tired of hearing it. I'm tired of hearing these fuckers bitching and whining about how there's customers all the time. Well, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. And then, I'm sick and tired of, you know, when shit needs to be done, they don't want to do it, so they just ask somebody else, hey, can you do me a favor? And that's the same fucking problem I had at the gas station. Can you do me a favor? Can you do me a favor? Can you do me a favor? Not once have you ever heard me say... Can you do me a favor? It's never come out of my mouth. I'm just not that type of person. I believe if it needs to be done, then do it. You know, instead of going to somebody and saying, Hey, can you do this? You could have just as well done it and had it fucking over with. You know what I'm saying? So, there's a bunch of pushovers and people that don't want to work that that are there. I'm not going to say a lot, but there's a few of them. And there's only like fucking six of us really that work there. So half the people there, let's just say. Um, and then this bullshit, like I said, when they want to throw a big fit over me having food poisoning, that's the only thing I can think of that it is. I know it's not the flu because I'm, I'm fine now. I don't have the sniffles or anything. So I know it's not the flu. I'm not running a fever. Um... Yeah, I mean, that's that's the only thing it could have been, was food poisoning. So, while she's sitting there telling me, oh, it can't be, it can't be the food, everybody else would be sick if it was the food. Not necessarily. 
You know, there's been many times where there's been a few cases, like three or four people that have gotten food poisoning from a restaurant. So, when food poisoning comes, you know, there's no rule book. There's no, there's no rule book that says when, when food poisoning comes, everybody gets sick. No. Maybe some people get lucky and maybe a handful of people don't. So, for you to sit there and, and tell me that I'm lying, basically, that you don't believe me, that it's impossible and all this other bullshit, it just rubs me the wrong way. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So, when, when other people call off sick or whatever, I don't sit there and say, well, I don't believe them. There's no way they can be sick. You know, I, it's just, who does that, you know? Who does that? You're not me, I'm not you, and you don't know what the fuck I feel like. So, anywho. Uh... So I've been doing a lot of thinking, and I've been applying at different jobs, like I said, but a part of me is, uh, well, I'm not going to say that, but I've been thinking about later down the road, and what I'm going to do to retire, long story short, and, um, Everybody's been asking me, you know, what do you want to do with your life? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? You know, everybody's always criticizing me how I live and sticking their nose in my business and blah, 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 right? And so I've been thinking about van life for the longest time, but I've also been thinking, how am I going to live while I'm living van life? I could do work camping, just bouncing around from town to town or city to city and you know you work one job here for the season and then you take some time off and then you go back and work another seasonal job picking oranges or whatever and then you get some time off I thought about that but I'm like eh, who wants to do that you know I guess I could if I had to but I, I seriously want to have my own business I seriously have been thinking about it lately and even though I don't have anything right now, I literally have nothing. This is the perfect start for me to do it. And I'm not going to get into uh, the name of what it's called or what I'm going to be selling. But it's going to be a restaurant. Um, <clears throat> I thought about doing a food truck. That's kind of still an option. It's still on the table, but... Um, I thought, well, why not just have one location in another state somewhere and open up a little small restaurant, a little hole in the wall. And I've got a perfect idea on what I'm going to sell and what it's going to be called, and, and it just sounds perfect. And it's a perfect way for me to make money while I'm living on the road. So that's going to be the plan. And it's going to take a little bit of time. Like I said, i got to... For the next couple years, you know, I got to get a van, I got to save, maybe for the next three years, um, it's going to be a lot of saving. You know, I might not get, I might not get this restaurant thing off, off of the, off the ground for another ten years. Let's just say that, because it's a lot of saving, and there's a lot of things I want to see and do within the next five or ten years, and I haven't had the money to do it, so. 
it's, it's going to be a lot of saving over the next 10 years. But I will be 42 years old. I will have my own business. And I'll basically be able to retire early. I'll be living off whatever the restaurant makes. So, you know, and I don't need a lot to live, to be honest. I'm not trying to fucking be rich or something. I'm just trying to have something that can pay the bills, you know, while I'm on the road. And uh, maybe a little bit of saving money, you know. Uh, so anyways, I was thinking, well, how are you going to do this? How are you going to start this this restaurant if you don't have any money? And I thought about other people, like the place that I work at now, the taco place that I work at. Uh, it's a family-owned business. Uh, it's not like a big corporate business, you know. Uh so they had to acquire that building and that property at some point in time. Uh, whether it was his father that did it, his grandfather, whatever. Somebody at some point had to acquire that business. They didn't just build it and, you know, that's a big waste of money when you're actually building a new business. Um, it's also a bunch, of mo- a bunch of money whenever you have to... Uh, start a franchise, right, because a lot of franchises, just to have the name put on something, is like a million dollars, you gotta have at least a million dollars, and I think that's just ridiculous, uh, I could I could start a little small hole in the wall restaurant for a million dollars, for sure, um, anywho, that's another thing, I used to work for a pizza place, and it's called Papa Murphy's, long story short, and the owners did exactly what I said. They went out and they paid to get into a franchise. In order to be a part of Papa Murphy's, they had to pay bukus of dollars just, just to fucking be a part of the Papa Murphy's team, right? If they would have went and acquired their own building and started their own business, they would have saved a whole bunch of money, and they'd probably be a lot more successful than they are now. Because let's face it, you know, once you've tried Papa Murphy's once or twice, you're like, eh, it's whatever. But if you had your own restaurant where you sold specific things that you couldn't get from anywhere else, and you were kind of unique, you know, you had your own vibe and your own atmosphere and... Uh, your prices were relatively decent, you would be so much more successful opening your own business versus opening a franchise business. And you just got to keep it simple. That's that's basically what it boils down to. Don't try to have a five-star restaurant because you're you're setting yourself up for failure. So something that's simple, something that's... um, going to make profit, something that everybody is going to love. I've had a couple different ideas on what to sell, but anywho. Um, sorry, I'm kind of hitting the weed. But um, I don't want to have to work another day in my life. That's the case if, if I'm going to I'm going to start my own business. 
I don't want to work another day in my life. Um, and if I had a good little restaurant, I could live in the van eternally. I mean, until I fucking die. So, um, anyways, I, another job I was looking today, and through my emails and shit, and another job that I had applied for in the past, and I had an interview with them, they turned me down, and they tried sending me another email today, saying that they, how, how badly they wanted me to join their team. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I thought it was hilarious. And it's for a wireless company. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say who it is. Um, but I had put in an app because I was desperate. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not really a good salesman, but, uh, if it comes down to it, I will sell some fucking phones and shit, uh, and some service just to make my bills. So, anyways, I went through the interview process, like I said, and they turned me down. And I was pretty, I was pretty salt about it because it was a point in time when I was desperate. I really needed it. And then to, to, to wake up today and look through those emails and see how desperate they were to have me join their team was kind of like icing on the cake. I was like, no, fuck that. You guys had your chance, you know. And, uh. Yeah, I just thought it was really funny. Um, really need to get rid of this job and get another one, but... Uh, you know, I might stick around with it. If it if they can work around each other, like I've said in the past, if I can get a new job and hold this one at the same time, that's more money in my bank account, for all I care. If I can actually do it, and get away with it for a year of doing that, I'll have way more money than what I need. I'll have like over 10 grand saved up within a year. If I do it, you know, if I have two part-time jobs, I could save up 10 grand a year. Um, if I had a full-time and a part-time job, I would have over 10 grand. Which would be more than enough money to buy a van, get the inside redone, get some of the, the necessities that I need for it, for the interior. And then, I'm still going to have, I don't know, probably five grand or a little less left over. And, uh, you know, a grocery, uh, paying for groceries for a year is going to be like... Three to five thousand dollars a year, depending on how you eat. For three hundred dollars a month, I'm pretty sure you could live off three hundred dollars a month. Uh, but you know, so I would have enough money to get my van, have it the inside tricked out, and have a whole year's worth of groceries. And then I could start that first year while I'm living in the van, saving all of that money because I don't have to pay for groceries. Right? I don't have to pay for the van because I've already bought it. So, what am I going to have to spend my money on? You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to have to spend it on anything. So, if I can get ahead like that, if I can get another job and save for a year, 
it's also going to put me ahead for the next year. Because like I said, I'm, I'm not going to be spending my money on anything. I'm going to be saving every dime and nickel. So, so let's just say, I'm going to take a guess. I don't know, but if I had a, if I had a full-time job and a part-time job, I would say that I would make, well, well, let's just say that I got a part-time job and a part-time job, or one full-time job, or, if, I mean, I guess it, it's really going to just depend, because, like I said, I could have, I could have 30 hours at one place, and that's full-time, and then I could have 10 hours, 15 hours, 20 hours at another place, and that's that's part-time. That's 50 hours. But if you had two part-time jobs, and you were doing 30 hours at one and 30 hours at another, I mean, it would be 60 hours. I mean, they call that full-time, but I call it part-time. Anything like 20 to 30 hours is part-time to me. Anything below 20 hours is almost unacceptable, and anything above 30 hours is uh, full-time, in my opinion. So, anywho, uh, if that was the case, if I had two part-time jobs, let's just say, I could save about $10,000. Um... That's about, that's about uh, 50 hours to 60 hours between the both of them, between two part-time jobs, uh, and 50 to 60 hours is 20 hours more than what most people would get from a full-time job, you know, most people are getting 40 hours, and you don't want to work a full-time job and get overtime because they'll tax the fuck out of you. So if you work two part-time jobs, you know what I'm saying? I think that's better. But anywho, uh, I would be able to make at least $10,000 my first year in the van. Right off the bat. $10,000. And then my second year comes around... And yeah, I'll have to pay for groceries and everything. But I think it's going to be like $500 a month. Maybe six. To live out of the van. So if I'm making... Uh, let's say I'm making... I gotta really think about this. I didn't, I didn't really think about this before I made the podcast. So <laughs> I'm struggling. Uh, let's just say, yeah, yeah, let's just say I make $900 every two weeks. Let's just say that. That sounds like a good number for part-time jobs. And... So $900 for every two weeks would be $1,800, uh, which is 
damn near $2,000, which is more than whatever I made at my last job. And so, like, let's say it takes $600 to live in the van, and you subtract that from the $1,800, you're still going to have $1,200 left to save. That's a lot of money. That's going to be $12,000 or more than I'm going to have saved at the end of the second year. So we're already at $22,000 at least $1,000 within the second year. That's damn near a new van paid off, or at least halfway paid off, brand new. I know you can get one for probably like thirty grand, forty grand. So you've lived in your van for two years, you're getting getting the swing of things, and within the next year or two, you're going to be able to have your brand new van. So within four years of living in your van, you've already went out and bought your first brand new high top that's going to be your home for the next 10, 20, 30 years. And I believe if it's a good van, it's going to last that long. Especially if you take care of it. Um, so that's a lot of money I'm going to be saving. And once I get the van, the brand new van, it's going to have better gas mileage and all that good stuff. Um, I'm going to be able to stay out for longer periods of time from town and not have to go into town. That's going to be great. And hopefully by then, like I said, I'll be starting my own business. That's going to be perfect. That kind of van setup is going to be perfect for whenever I finally do have my own business, whenever I retire. Uh, I mean, I'm going to call it retiring because I'm not going to be working. I'm going to just show up, do some office stuff, and collect the money and put it in the bank and let my workers do all the work. So, uh, it's going to be a little, little side gig, I guess, but it's going to be, I'm going to make a pretty good amount of money doing that as well. So, not only am I saving money from living in the van, but I'm going to be saving even more money if I was to open my own business and I'm living in my van. Bukus and bukus. I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I die, if that's the case. But if I could have my own business by uh, 42 years old, hell, if I had my own business by the time I was 50-something, I wouldn't care. Because like I said, I could, I could spend the next 20 years living off of that business, and I can go and travel the world. I could see and do whatever the fuck I want. So, that's pretty much what, what my plan is. Everybody's been asking me what my plan is, and I've, I've told them, you know, well, maybe I'll just sit on the side of the road and sell peaches. You know, or maybe I'll work at an orange farm, or during the sugar beet harvest in the winter, or selling Christmas trees around Christmas time. You know, there's many things you can do. Go work for fucking Amazon. They've got warehouses all over the place. Um... That's a good that's a good work camping job because they've got different locations for Amazon. Uh, they pay you very well. They, it is long hard hours. I'm not gonna lie, but 
a lot of those Amazon warehouses, they actually have camping areas for people that live in their cars. They actually have like an electric hookup and everything. You can actually pay to get electricity in your camper and you can park your RV or your camper there and work for Amazon. They, they will let you do that. So that's always a good option. Um, it's kind of like a good backup plan to have. I've seen a lot of people that were in their 50s, 60s, 70s even that were working for Amazon. So it's a good, good job to, to have. Almost anybody can get hired doing it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I've always said I'm going to, uh, whenever they said, if you love what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life. I believe that. I really do. I really, truly believe that if you love what you're doing, you're not even going to be thinking about work. You know, it's not going to be work anymore. It's going to be like a hobby. You're going to love doing it. And, uh... So, anyways... Uh, like I said, people keep asking me, what's my plan? What are you going to do with your life? There's family and friends that I haven't seen in a long time that... You know, like, I haven't been to Christmas on my dad's side in, like, five years, I believe. I don't know. It's been a while. And they're probably wondering what I what, what am I doing with my life, you know? And it's crazy because I've really just been spending time from, to myself. I've really kind of been trying to get to know myself better, to understand myself spiritually and mentally a lot better to gain more wisdom and knowledge. I've just been focusing on myself, taking time to myself. And yeah, I, I gotta work to pay the bills at the same time. But, you know, I'm not having to go and do college classes while working. Um, once I get off work for four or five hour shift or whatever, whatever I work that day, which is short as hell, it's like half of a work day that most full-time workers work, which is great. You get off, you know, you come home. If you want to throw on shit on the barbecue, you can do that. If you want to watch your favorite TV shows, you've got time to do that. Um, if you want to spend more time focusing on your workouts and shit, you can do that. Because you're not spending eight hours a day working somewhere. You're only spending four. And everybody's got this fucking thing in the back of their head that says... You have to live this way, or you have to do this. And it's a bunch of hoopla. It's a bunch of bullshit. So, you know, I have friends uh, that rushed off to college because they thought, oh, well, in order to be successful, you have to go to college, which is not true. So, I'll be retiring at 42 probably, or in my 50s. And I didn't have to spend $100,000 in debt to get a student loan to do that. You know, like, I could be making just as much money as a doctor. Maybe more, you know, with this idea that I have. And 
like let's say I don't even let's say I don't make as much as a as a doctor does. Let's say I only make like sixty grand a year, which that's that's low ball in it. But with with how rich people spend their money, doctors and lawyers and all that, they just blow their money on bullshit. They're not smart about it. They get money and they they get used to living a certain lifestyle and just blow all their money. So even though they're making a hundred grand a year, hundred fifty grand a year, whatever. They're blowing like half of it on bullshit. They're going out, you know, on different vacations, and they're not even fucking, they're not even looking for the cheapest deal. They can just get on there, book the ticket. Oh, you said that's a $1,000 flight instead of this $500 one? I don't give a fuck. We're flying first class. You know, I don't care. You know, they go out, and they got to have a $200,000 car. You know, instead of getting a fifty thousand dollar car, so they just live different than somebody like me. I would say, even if I became rich or famous or whatever, I would still live a certain way. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there nowadays that wouldn't. So, anywho, I could save more money than what the doctor makes if he's spending more money than I am. If that makes any sense, even though I make less than he does. I can save more money than he does. You know, so let's say he gets paid a hundred grand a year and he blew half of it. He's at fifty grand. Which is which is what I make. Sixty grand, let's just say. So he's already at the same point that I'm at. Um and let's say you got a, a spouse and your spouse loves to go shopping and shit. You know, you guys are always going to the mall, or she's always going to the mall, spending your credit card and shit. Um, then you also have that to worry about. So by the time it's all said and done, you probably have like 50 grand, 40 grand left over. You know, and you got to figure in all your other bills and groceries and, you know, uh, over the course of time, you'd be lucky. He'll be lucky to have ten grand left at the end of all of it to save, maybe twenty. And that's just my my opinion. You know, I'd like to put that into I'd like to put that theory into uh, action and see, but that's going to take some time. So, anywho, you know, would I? Well, the answer is no. I was going to say, would I ever think that I would own my own business and be retired before 70? The answer is no. Yeah, you can do it. You know, everybody thinks it's impossible. Everybody thinks that, you know, if somebody's bad off, they're going to be bad off for the rest of their life. And that's not true. People do get to the other side. Not everybody drowns. You know, half the people I went to school with are either dead or being killed or from doing drugs or whatever. They didn't even have a chance to be successful. And then the other people that I do know that are successful, they just let it go to their head. They let it, it eats them up inside. That money and that, that cockiness just fucking, just radiates from their body. You can just tell 
somebody who grew up with a silver spoon in their mouth, who never had to do, work for anything, versus somebody who had to work their fingers to the bone and hasn't had a vacation for over 10 years. You can tell that the one is more humble than the other. Believe me, you walk up to somebody on the streets, you can tell which one is the rich one and which one's the poor one. I can't. Just from talking to them. Give me 10 minutes with somebody, I can figure out exactly who they are. Just by the, their body language, how they hold themselves, what they say, what they do. Anywho. I've been doing a lot of thinking lately. And they say that whenever you fast, whenever you starve, whenever you don't have food for X amount of days or X amount of time, that you're, after about three days, I do believe, your brain uh, has a certain chemical, it's a growth hormone for your brain, that skyrockets after about three days of starving. The blood sugar levels dip down very low. Your insulin levels, I do believe, dip down very low. The hormone uh, that's in charge of making you hungry, I forgot the name of it. I want to I say it's called, like, Gildan or some shit. I don't know. But it's the hormone that's released to your brain that says, hey, I'm hungry, I need to eat. And after about three, three days to five days, it's non-existent anymore. So you don't even think about eating anymore. Uh, but they say that when you, when you fast or when you starve yourself for three days, your body does amazing things. It heals itself better. It grows. Your brain can actually grow again. By, by adding that growth hormone to it, it can make you smarter. It can make your brain healthier. It's kind of like reversing aging, I do believe, in my, in my opinion. I believe like it's a form of reversing aging. If you can make your brain grow and become stronger whenever it's supposed to be declining, you know, that's, that's positive. So, anywho, like I said, I've been doing a lot of thinking lately. My brain's been going 100 miles per hour all the time thinking about this, thinking about that, and sometimes it brings me up with good ideas, like starting my own business, and uh, you know, different million dollar ideas, all the time, I get them all the time, I just never write them down, and never, never get a patent for it, so, but I could, I could come up with many million dollar ideas, any day of the week, since I'm not living van life and I don't have time to sit there and come up with these ideas or inventions, I can't because I got to go to sleep tonight so I can go to work tomorrow. So, you know, this job, even this part-time job is still holding me back from what I really truly want to be doing. And that's to experience this earth and all the beautiful things that's in it. All the things that I have not seen, I want to experience everything while I still can, before I get too old and I can't walk, or before I die, you know, so much to see, so much to do out there, you can't see and do it all, I think it's almost impossible, but 
you can try. And I would hate to get to my 60s, 70s, and be miserable and say to myself, why didn't you do it? So, I know a lot of people doubt me. Uh, they doubt that I'm going to get my life on track. They doubt that I'm going to be successful. They doubt that uh, I'm going to be anything in life. I know there's people out there that do that. Called haters. And I love it because it keeps me motivated. It really does. It used to keep me motivated whenever my dad would, uh, whenever I was working out, and my dad would say, he would, he would doubt me about putting on muscle. Like, oh, you can't, you can't, you can't lift that whole stack. You know, there's no way you're gonna be able to put on muscle. He used to say shit like that. And I used to go in there and I would think about those words that he said. It would just ring in the back of my mind. You can't do this. You can't do that. And I used to use that energy to get one more rep. Let me squeeze in one more repetition. And then I would get that repetition and I'd think about it again and I'd be like, let me get one more repetition again. And it would push me. So I need to dig down deep and I need to find that strive and I need to be able to have time to be able to do all that. And uh, soon enough, soon enough we will. But for right now I'm just a Joe Blow living in America. Working a part-time job, trying to pay pay the bills. Uh, I've been worked to death for the past ten years, so that's the reason why I'm I'm sticking with this part-time job. Because when you work ten years at a full-time job and you get fucked, and you have nothing to show for it. It really makes you value your your time a lot more. You know, you sit here and you've given all your time to this company, you don't get shit. So so why do it, you know? And it was, you know, the money that I was making at the other job, it wasn't a lot more than what I make now at a part-time job. It's crazy. You would think, oh, you make a hell of a lot more. You make a hell of a lot more. But honestly, like I said, since I'm getting paid every two weeks... Let's say I work a 25-hour week, and a 25-hour week, that's 50 hours. So, uh, anyway, anyways, what, what I'm saying is, do what you want to do, live how you want to live, and everything happens for a reason. Everything will come together. It's not going to fucking come together overnight. And you're going to have many, many people that are going to doubt you, that are going to try and put you down and, and say that you can't do it. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to try and backstab you, that are going to lie to you. Even people that say that they're your friends will do that. So you got to watch your fucking ass. And the only person that's going to watch out for you in this world is you. Nobody else is going to do it. You know, not your girlfriend or your wife, not your mom, not your fucking siblings or your best friend or only you can truly look out for you. So, anywho, 
Speaking of million dollar ideas before this podcast gets too late, I was sitting there last night and I was thinking about, you know, this is my mind, this is where my mind goes crazy. I was thinking about the war in Ukraine and I was thinking about how, you know, news clips that I've seen in the past and a couple of the clips that I've seen replaying in my head was um, soldiers sending mortars off, right? For you that don't know what mortars are, it's a, it's a, it's a bomb that you put in a tube. It's about the size of a uh, two liter, maybe. Maybe a little smaller. Looks like a Nerf football, but bigger. And you stick it in the tube and the priming cap goes off. It sends the round, you know, downrange 20 miles or whatever. And it's pretty devastating whenever the shrapnel goes off and hits somebody. Mortars can be very deadly and very effective in war. And then I got to thinking about this clip that I seen about uh, these trucks that they've had. And they're like old as fuck. They're like from the 1950s, 1960s. They're outdated. But they've got this big-ass thing of missile tubes on the back of it, like a hundred of them. Maybe less, but there's probably only like 25 or 50, I don't know. But they're rockets, and they're unguided. It's not like they're laser-guided or anything. They're just unguided rockets. So I got to thinking, well, what if we can use both of those technologies in one? Where we could have a smart mortar, pretty much. Where, you know, I don't know if you've, I don't know if anybody's ever lit off fireworks before, but if you've ever heard of a Saturn missile, it comes in like a box of a hundred, has a hundred shots in it. And when it shoots off, the rocket uh, makes a whistling noise, you know, usually. And it's one after the other. Pow, 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 pow. And um, you get a hundred shot, usually. And I was thinking, well, what if we had a mortar system that had a hundred tubes? And each of those mortars had smart sensors on the front of them, right? And we have a drone up in the air who is pinpointing targets for these mortars to fly to. Uh, you could take your laptop and not only communicate with the drone to find the people on the ground, but you could take your laptop and communicate with the mortars and, and set up certain spray patterns on the ground. So let's just think of it like this way. Like think of Google Maps. Think, think about using Google Maps and you can take little circles and put them wherever you want it five or six at a time, you know. And you can put them in clusters together or you can spread them out, you know. But the smart sensor in the front of the of the mortar is going to be the one that not only moves it to that position, but it's going to be how it communicates back to the laptop as well. I thought that would be fucking... It would save lives. It would save lives. You could literally take a box of a hundred of these and 
you put it in the hands of the Ukrainians, for example, it would be undetectable. You know, it, it, it wouldn't take... Uh, it wouldn't take no time to be able to drive a truck out, set off these mortars a hundred at a time. It would be devastating. It would be devastating. And if you didn't want to shoot mortars out of the tubes, you could shoot drones out of them. So, you can take this box with you with a hundred drones, and you can shoot a hundred of these drones at, over in this area at a time. And you could literally take out buildings, you could take out people with them. Uh, you could use it to communicate back to you. You can use it to drop bombs. You can do a lot of different things. A lot of different things. If you had a hundred drones that you just shot out of this box, and each of them had a little small cluster bomb on it, you could cover a wide a wide area and then whenever you're done dropping the bombs you can use it as a kamikaze and the drone itself becomes a bomb so it would be devastating you could take out probably 400 people with with a with a group of just a hundred of these drones give or take it would be devastating you would take out three or four times more people than what you usually would I'm gonna say more than that I'm gonna say ten times more people but, uh, just an idea that I had, you know, I just come up with these ideas that how can we make things in life better? How can, you know, and how can we make things badass? You know? <clears throat> that was one of the things I came up with, was a sky killer drone laptop spray pattern fire thingy-majigger. <laughs> I call it, I was gonna call it hellfire, but... They've already got Hellfire missiles, so. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think that would be very helpful, and it would be very effective, and it would be very cost-effective, too, because we wouldn't have to build all these planes and all this new technology and still spend millions of dollars on contracts if we had these drones to do it for us. I mean, yeah, we'd have to initially pay for the drone systems, or the for the sensors and the communication systems for it. But if we had that, I'm telling you, nobody would be able to go to war with you. It, you would be unstoppable. So you would have an army of a hundred drones that you could just toss out whenever you want. You could have thirty fucking boxes, right? 100, 100 drones apiece. You got 30 fucking boxes that just came in on a cargo plane. That's a lot of fucking people that you could take out. So, just saying. Just saying. Or you can you can make uh you can make the box bigger and carry 200 200 mortars or 100 drones. Very possible. And, you know, even 50 mortars at a time, laser-guided mortars, pretty much, would be destructible to, I mean, it would be unfathomable. I don't think that anybody could really comprehend how many buildings, how many people, how many 
personnel carriers that they can take out with this mortar system. It's just devastating. And it's crazy that we're in such a country that has all this quote-unquote technology and we don't have that. We have mortars that we've pretty much had the same mortar since 1940s. Give or take, you know, they've got a time fuse delay on them now, but um, I just think it's kind of shocking that we don't have more technology than, than what we do. So you got these big brains like fucking Elon Musk and big millionaires with all this money and we can't come up with shit like that. You know what I'm saying? People that work at DARPA and shit that don't even come up with shit like that. So, anywho, that's what I think about in my spare time is shit like that. Crazy shit that nobody else would even think about. I get high as fuck and I sit here and I could, I could, I could be sitting here smoking and thinking about shit or I could be laying there going to bed and I'm thinking about shit all the time. That's usually when I come up with my ideas is whenever I'm going to sleep, generally. But that's one idea out of thousands of ideas that I get. Like I said, I get ideas like every fucking day. I just never write them down and do anything about it. Which I'm kind of, kind of pissed about that. That kind of pisses me off. But <laughs> that I've thought about all these dreams and ideas and shit in the past and I never wrote it down. Maybe I'll have to start doing that. Anywho, I had a little bit of money in my uh, pockets. I had like five bucks, five seventy-five to be exact. I made some tip money from work the other day, and I had spent some of it. But I had five seventy-five, right? And I thought, well, I was gonna go to the store and get some garlic bread, and I was gonna put some pizza sauce on it, and some cheese, have a little garlic bread pizza, you know, but the cheese was expensive, the bread was expensive, for an, for an actual loaf from a bakery, it was like $3 for the bread, it was like $3 for the cheese, it was like $2 for the sauce, so $8 for one meal, I'm like, eh, so I just ended up getting a pizza for like $3 and a bag of sunflower seeds for a couple bucks. Cause I know I'm gonna get snacky later after I eat this pizza. So I picked up some flower seeds. And tomorrow, my mother is supposed to come over here and take me to the food bank to pick up some food. So that'll hold me over until at least next payday. And, uh, yeah. So this podcast is getting ready to end, so I'm gonna go ahead and end it. And till the next one, it was real, it was fun, but here lately it hasn't been real fun. So, till the next one, see Jizzle and the Wizzle signing out.